Welcome back to Man Cave Movie Night. Niall, Lucas, come on down. Hey. I'm walking through the... Here we go. Get out of my way. <laughs> just, <laughs> just sit back in your seat. I just need to get past. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Now, to start off this episode, I'm so excited. Today we're going to be talking about movies we think we could have done better. And what better way to start this episode than to talk about movies who either did well critically or did very poorly critically. Mm. And so, to start uh, this episode off, we're going to do a little game show type event, pitting what? Lucas and Niall against each other. Dude, um, we've never done this before. Danger. This is our first time. But this, what actually <laughs> is new about this one is I have asked the fans to give me a list of movies, and you guys came through. I have picked out Ooh, 20 nice. movies that you guys have. 20. 20. Wow. 20 movies. And we're going to do first to 10 points. All right? Oh, because geez, I want to wow. try to get through these. Now, the game is Guess That Rotten Tomatoes. Score. Oh, nice. Okay. So I'm going to read you a list of random movies. I pulled you guys on Instagram, our fans, and I oh, just I asked we put that up. list any movie and you guys gave us the best spread I could have asked for. Awesome. <laughs> and so these are the most random movies we could come up with uh, all of us together. Okay. Uh, so um, will... No, no hmm? continue. Sorry. You'll explain the rules, I, I'm sure. I was just going to ask will... about the rules. <laughs> yeah. I will give you the name of the movie and you will both give a, a numeric answer of what you think the Rotten Tomato score is, whoever is closer to the right answer will get the point. But we can uh, go over, so it's not like a Price is Right type thing? Oh, that's actually even better. Oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should have said go over. Uh, I, I, that's brilliant. We're gonna, <laughs> you can't go over, so you have to lowball it. Okay? Um, interesting. Um, okay. But, okay. Um, this will help you guys not just if someone says 60, the other person just says 61 or 59. Right, yeah, yeah. So that'll be great. Um, we'll still alternate still who starts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you guys uh, just kind of hold up how many points you end up having throughout Okay, this, so okay? just keep track no, on just, our... Okay. Keep track, okay? And then once one of you gets to 10, we will stop. All okay. right. Who's ready to start? Me. I'm ready to... Woo! Well, I think we both go at this... Right. No, we alternate. Who goes first? Oh, uh, you of course are welcome to play along at home, um, <laughs> and just let us know if you crush these idiots. And don't lie. And don't lie. <laughs> do not lie. And please do participate. Lying will make you in trouble. If you just listen yes. and don't actively participate, then are you listening at work when you're not allowed to be listening? You have to participate out loud. Out loud with your hands <laughs> up, like we are. <laughs> Hold up as many points as you have gotten. Um, <laughs> and once you get ten, clap you look and like clap a and psychopath clap. to your to yeah. your coworkers, just holding up seven fingers and going eighty three. <laughs> um, yeah, once you get it, scream out loud. I win. I win. I'm the best orange boy there is. I win. I win. Just like you would if you won bingo. Um, okay, <laughs> we will start. With That's first true. Movie. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Ooh, interesting. And so, do, so who goes first? We just both. Does it matter? Uh, we'll start with Lucas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we've got a lot to go through. Eighty-nine percent. Eighty-nine percent. I'm gonna go ninety-three percent. 
Maybe we shouldn't do go over because you both went over. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? It is. You did. It is 82%. Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, we should not do do go over then. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So then, then yeah, I would sure. get the point. Yep. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. All right. I'm just we'll afraid we're going to run out. And I was just saying, I think we're going to run out and we won't get 10 because we're just going to keep highballing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, probably. Um, so Lucas either has one or zero points, depending on. We're going to. So I'll blink. I love it, but I think we're going to change it. So Lucas okay. will get one. All right. Yes. Yes. But you at home, if you okay. go over, you're out. <laughs> You have to yes. stop playing. You have to stop home because you, you, have to... you don't have anyone to go against. Yep. The meter is whether or not you went over. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that and means you could just if... go one every time. <laughs> yeah. That's also true. Anyway, if, all right. If you, you play at home however you would like to. <laughs> if you Nile do this... go over, you have to eat your phone. <laughs> Which is difficult. I've tried. It's hard, but you it have is, to do it. it. That's tough. the rules. Okay. So. I'm going first Kay. this time. Now you're going first. The movie is Norm of the North. <laughs> Norm of the North. <laughs> Do you even know what that no. is? I feel like if I saw it's an animated animated movie that came out I don't know, like within the last five years. Okay, if I saw a picture, I'd probably know. I'm gonna guess thirty six percent. Okay, I'm gonna guess twenty one percent. Lucas is again closer. It is a six. Six percent. Six. That's amazing. All right, so that's two for Lucas. Um, Lucas, you're guessing first, which I guess gives Niall the edge. I think. A little bit. bit. Our next movie is Venom Two: Let There Be Carnage. This is a tricky one. This is hard. (laughs) Oh man, I'm gonna say. I've got mine. Twenty-three percent. 23 from Lucas. Wow. That's way lower than what I was going <laughs> to guess. I'm sticking with it, though. 47. That point goes to Niall with nice. a 58. That's what, what I'm talking about. Dude, 58? I think that's higher than Eternals was. Um, to the audience, <laughs> I would just like to say I've got one finger up now. I have two. <laughs> that is right. I um, got one. Our next movie is, I think, the Hulu original, Palm Springs. Ooh. Oh, Okay, and I go first on this one. You go first, Niall. I'm going to guess a 91. A 91. I'm going to guess 94. Oh, you. It was a 95. Lucas. You're a bad person. You're straight up a bad person. I knew it was really high. Hey, that's okay. There's still a comeback. That's three, Lucas, one, Niall. We're going to go to the next movie, Prince, The Princess Diaries. Oh. The first one. Hmm. All right, 45%. Okay, we got a 45 from Lucas. No, nuh-uh. There, I could guess basically anything and beat you on this one. So I'm going to say 63. 63. That point will go to Lucas. It had no. a 49. <laughs> no <way>. Nice. <laughs> All right, Lucas is three ahead of Nile, but we will see if Nile can come back with our next movie, The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm. Oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> Aren't these an amazing? Sp- yeah, yeah, this like, is if so I had good. To come Monte up Cristo, because yeah. Count of Monte Cristo is like, I could see that going both ways. I know a lot of people that love that movie, and I know a lot of people that hate that movie. Mm. Um. Well, and for that reason, I'm going to shoot in the 70s. I'm going to go 76. Okay, 76 from Niall. Lucas. 
That was right guess. around the range I was going to say. So I'm going to go 65. Okay, 76 and 65. That point goes to Niall. That's what I'm talking about. 73. Wow. <laughs> nice. All right, cool. I got two fingers right. now. It's pretty right, cool. Two to four. All right, we're going on to the next movie, Chef. This Ooh. is the movie, I believe, that stars... Uh, John Favreau? Yeah, John Favreau, our boy. Happy and, uh, some other people. And I'm going to say 84. 84 from Lucas. Niall, what do you have? Jeez, that was like exactly where. <laughs> I'm going to go 88. 88. And Niall just scoops this one. It is an 87. Oh. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. You All right. Swine. Now to one of Lucas's favorites, I believe. This is a movie called La La Land. Mm. Um, I believe Am Niall I starts on this, one? this one. Yeah, so... Unless Lucas has a good idea. Let's see what Niall does. 91. 91 from Niall. 98. Oh. Niall got it exactly. 90. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and we now have a tied score. Four to four. How poetic, poetic that I get it exactly right on my tie-up. <laughs> yeah. That is that so is great. Well, let's see what happens next. We have Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Oof. One of Kid Jared's favorite movies. <laughs> and Adult yeah. Jared. Oh, I love this movie. And adult adult movie. Jared hasn't seen it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> long time. I think so, you're first, right? Yep. You're okay, done yeah, Lucas goes first yeah, on this one. Sorry, I've been driving today. How dare you? Okay, um... 85. 85. Nile. Once again, basically exactly <laughs> what I was going to guess. I'm going to go 79. Uh, it was Good Instincts. 86 was the answer. Oh, so that ah, point. Jeez. All right, next up. Finally, I have a The fist. Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Ooh, man. Yikes. Uh, George Lo- Lopez classic. <laughs> 23. 23 from Nile. Oof, man, that's low. I want to say 35. It wasn't low enough, Lucas. It was a 20. Oh, wow. That's what I'm talking about. George Lopez and Taylor Lautner, as apparently (laughs) it's pronounced. Lautner, really? (laughs) Yeah. I always heard Lautner, but... Mm -hmm. Well, the critics clearly didn't wear their 3D glasses when they were supposed to. (laughs) Up next, Um, we have... I want to say something really quick. Uh, This is something I don't think I've brought up in the podcast before, but as a little kid, I didn't my mom wanted to take me to that movie and i said no because i was scared that i was gonna get hurt by the 3d (laughs) (laughs) shout out to kel (laughs) so i didn't see that movie in theaters because i thought it would be a dangerous experience (laughs) that's fantastic then you saw well um spy kids 3 in theaters uh, I don't believe it's I like saw that in 3D. theaters either. <laughs> Bummer, dude. Well, I'm sure you saw this one in theaters. This is Pixar's Ratatouille. I don't know. Ratatouille. Probably. I believe uh, Lucas. I'm pretty sure it's first. Lucas, yeah. Yeah. Um, We're tied up 5-5. Five, five. I'm going to say 89. 89 from Lucas. 96. Once again, on the money, Niall. That's what I'm talking about. No way, dude. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, This next one is not quite as critically acclaimed, apparently. (laughs) This is Twilight. 
Oh, another. Okay. I was like, oh, he's given us a hint, and then he said it's Twilight. And I'm like, oh no. Of course not. Another Taylor Lautner. Thirty-four. Mm. Okay, thirty-four from Nile. Ah, oh, that might be high. One on it. Forty-nine. Oh, okay. Lucas on the money, forty-nine. No Ooh, way. Ooh, baby. <laughs> There's no way. It's you guys that are high. actually doing great. <laughs> we're tied six-six. This is so close. All right, we're going on to our next one. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Ooh, <laughs> man, that's such an old movie. I don't even know. Thank you all again first. so much for these <laughs> answers. They or these I movies. Feel, they are so sporadic. I, I love feel it. confident. Um, okay. No, no du- duplicates as well. Everyone said a unique movie. That's for real. <laughs> that's very impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm gonna say. I already have my answer. Eighty-two. Eighty-two from Lucas. And my answer is eighty-seven. 87 from Nile. What's Eating Gilbert Great had a 90. Really? Mm-hmm. Nile takes that point. Sorry to snake you. <laughs> okay, 6 to 7. Nile in the lead. Our next movie is Shrek the Third. You know, Lucas, for someone who hates anime, you make a lot of anime noises. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate their impact on the audio world. <laughs> okay, um, you said Shrek the Third? Shrek the Third. Am I first? I think I'm first. Yeah, you are. 54. Yeah. That's way too 50, high. I'm going to say, from <laughs> because Kyle. of Trek the Third, a 3%. No. A 3%. <laughs> now he's going to have to do some math because it's probably yeah. like right in the middle. Uh, unfortunately, it's not that close. Nile, it was a 41. Oh, like, really? dang it. All right. Cool. Yes. Cool. That's cool. a bummer. I was hoping it was like a 9. All right. Our next movie, well, Nile only needs two more to yes. win. Our next movie is a divisive one against the Orange Boys, Tenet. Ooh. Ooh. Now goes first. Or Lucas goes. Lucas first? goes first. Lucas goes first. I'm gonna say, sixty-five. Sixty-five from Lucas. And I'm just gonna hop ten up. I'm gonna go seventy-five. Seventy-five from Niall. This one is a close one. It's a 69. Ooh. Nice. Oh, so that nice. is Lucas. By one. <laughs> yeah, by one. so crazy. Very, very close. Mm. All right, our next one. The Velocipaster. What? Okay. <laughs> I've heard of Veloc- the Velocipaster. Oh, my believe gosh. It or not. Right, never... Nile has one up on Lucas. We're getting here at the end of go, the game. I'm going to go 8%. Eight percent from Velocipaster. Nile. Pastor. Ugh, dude, I'm gonna go forty percent. No way. You guys are lowballing this classic. It is no. a fifty-six. You're joking. <laughs> what? You're joking. All right, we're well, tied Velocipaster. again. Velocipaster. Velocipaster is that? So that's higher rated than Shrek the Third. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. And Twilight. Is that higher than it's Twilight? It's only thirteen lower than Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going on. Neck and neck. This is so, this is better than I could have asked for. We have Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. And I think you're first, right? Um, Because I guessed first on Velocipaster. Mm -hmm. I I know it. With a four. I'm going to say 70%. (laughs) Oh, that's so annoying that you said that because I decided that I was going to say 68. (laughs) So we're very close. Is that what you're doing? 68? 68, yeah. It's going to be 69. (laughs) 
this point is uh, the score is eighty four going to Lucas. What? Oh man, eighty four. I like that one. But Indiana I, I know a Jones lot of movie, I like guess. It. Yeah. Wow. Our next, our next one. This could be the the game for Lucas. We've been back and forth. This is amazing. Eight to nine. Let's see if Nana can tie it up. Oh, we have Goat Story. <laughs> this is one I had not heard of. No, so. of course you haven't heard of Goat Story. <laughs> um, so who's this? Is up in the air. Lucas um, goes it's first. Up in the air. Y- no, uh, I no. Got Lucas first. went first last time. Okay. Niall goes first. Sixteen. Sixteen. I, I was gonna. I'm just gonna go fifty, just right in the middle, because. Okay. Come on. <laughs> some he's, math. he's gotta Come do on. some okay. math. <laughs> what did you say? Fifty. I, I said, said fifty. He said fifty. I said sixteen. Okay. I just wanted to double check. Uh, the answer is thirty-three. No. So. What did not, you say, Lucas? You said. I said sixteen. You said sixteen. That's seventeen points away. And Lucas, you said fifty, which is fourteen points away, which is seventeen points away. <laughs> no, no way. way! So we are tied. <laughs> well, I just, oh, I just got dude. my tenth point. My, do we want to? Wait, did you get I, your? I think I got that point though. No, because I was sixteen away and you were seventeen away, right? Minus 33, 17. Oh wait, who? What you? What was it? Because I said sixteen, he said fifty. I forgot to listen. To no, you were, both yeah, we both got oh, we were both seventeen points away. You split it perfectly. <laughs> okay, so I guess we just stay where we well, are. Well, let's just stay where we are. Yeah, let's not game. Yeah, we'll stay where we are. Should game a point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Poss- okay. Possibly for the win. Then Dude, we I'm have so Home stressed. Alone Two, Lost in New York. Lost in New York. Oh man. Donald Trump's in this. I'm gonna say. Lost in New York? The streets are numbered. <laughs> the streets are numbered. 47%. 47. Nile. 68%. With a 35 on Rotten Tomatoes, no. Lucas is our <laughs> winner. Yeah, oh, it's man. way lower than I was expecting ooh, ooh, it to be. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm shocked that I was even in kind of contention with Lucas because this is the kind of stuff that he knows way better than me. Yes. If you well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that was a huge chunk of our podcast dedicated to that. Sure. So let's just jump. Yeah, I'm glad. Glad it worked out. Yeah, it was Uh, fun. Congratulations, Lucas. Lucas, you win a Blu-ray movie. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Really? So give Lucas a round of applause. Oh, yes. That's good. That's can a great just, movie. Can you just hand it to me now? Um, Paul Blart Mall Cop, um, I, would, I, forgot. I would say that's a 74 on Rotten Tomatoes. Do we know? Uh, well, let's see. Lucas, you should know because you're the champion. You should know. I would, what do you I, think? I, that's true. What I would say that? it's a 31. No way. It's a great movie. It's, oh, gosh. Let me find it. I, I looked all the other ones up. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, it is a 34. What? Ooh, three away. I'm shocked. So here you go, Lucas. All right, you definitely I, I actually do it. have the Blu-ray at my house, but I forgot to grab it before we started recording. So I will mail it to you. But here is an Is he actually getting that? Because that's something I would like to have. Something I well, don't I'm want. I'm sorry, you should have played better. <laughs> I will frame it and put a little little mini plaque underneath it and said the best at Rotten Tomatoes 
gorgeous. And well, I guess theme song <laughs> with a thirty-four no, wow. on Rotten Tomatoes, maybe we could have done a better. Welcome back to Man Cave Movie Night. Thanks for sticking with us. That was a great little game show we had chunk, to start. But that was sick. Yeah, that was a huge was chunk. <laughs> the longest of our cold opens. See, but the thing um, is, it's not going to change anything about how the rest of the length of this episode is going to no, go. So it's just going to be extra long. <laughs> oh, yep, oh, fair that's enough. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. This will be a fun conversation. Yes. Recently, everyone, if you've been listening, we have been stroking our own hubris as many. That's okay. not a good way yeah, to put it. I'm sure it is. That's, Maybe that's a perfectly on. reasonable... People say that all the time. Stroking hubris? Well, yeah. Isn't that a phrase? Mm, Isn't that a saying? Well, I thought so, but who, what do it I know? Sounded, it um, sounded bad coming out, for sure. It did. Um, but we are constantly believing that we could have done it better, right? <laughs> we be- <laughs> Gross. We believe... You know, when something goes wrong, it's we're so quick to say, oh, they should have done this, oh, they should have done that. And so we thought it'd be fun to do an episode dedicated sh- exclusively to that idea. Um, we have come up with some questions that we will go through, um, talking about our fixes, our band-aids, um, to put over some shows or movies we think could have done better um, if we were... Creatively involved, involved somehow, <laughs> which we will be um, one day. We're just not yet. We just haven't gotten there. So, so we we're going to talk about a lot of movies. We, of course, we think or TV shows that we think could have been better. However, I wanted to start off by I want each of us to go around and say one movie we think is perfect. One mm. movie you should not touch that nobody should touch uh, because it will always stand the test of time. Um. If there's someone who wants to start, you can. Yeah, I'll go. I, yeah, I'll take the low-hanging fruit of the Shawshank Redemption. Um, <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption. That really Number, is a movie. The highest-rated movie. <laughs> yeah, on I'm, IMDb. I'm like, <laughs> I, I know it's it's low-hanging fruit, but like seriously, if you touch that movie, you're an idiot. Like, it's just what would you? There, there's nothing to change about that movie to make it better. You know. True. It's just so perfectly crafted. Well, what about how they don't die at the end? Yeah. Didn't you want that to happen? I remember you were telling me you wanted that to happen. Me? Yeah, you were like, yeah. they should have killed more of the main characters. <laughs> they should yeah. have all died. Because no, I remember listening to the episode They only killed last a couple. <laughs> where I wasn't in it, and I just remember you guys talking about Shawshank for most of it, even though it was a Thor episode, and you kept complaining well, we about, kept how, talking about how everybody should have die. died. Yeah. No. Well, that's because you kept talking about Star Wars in your time. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I truly just do. Star Wars. I, like, Shawshank Redemption just has such a special place in my heart. And I feel like it's for any of you storytellers looking to tell a story and keep people interested and, like, understand what's going on, but still kind of what's going to happen next. Shawshank Redemption is like a master class in that. And part of it is, of course, thanks to Stephen King, but another part of it is wonderful direction and wonderful performances that keep you engaged and keep you wanting the characters to succeed in their own paths, even if it's maybe not the best thing that they, you know, want or are doing. Like, it, you, you're inspired to support 
everyone in that cast, basically. And it's awesome. So would you say movie yeah. good or movie bad? Movie good. Oh, okay. My movie hot take perfect? My hot take movie for the episode perfect. is that Shawshank Redemption is good. <laughs> that is a... Dude, uh, Niall, Niall's slowly becoming the villain of the podcast <laughs> with these opinions. I, I think movie perfect. See, the thing that's annoying to me is, for those of you who use Letterboxd, the people who watch a movie like The Godfather or Shawshank Redemption, and then they rate it a four stars. It's just like... Maybe that is really your opinion, but I feel like a lot of times it's just like, yeah. well, I need to rate it four because there was a slight flaw with it, and therefore I can't yeah. give it a perfect score yeah. and propagate how high of a rating it has on Boom the service. Boom, Mike in the reflection of the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. Just like, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's one movie that makes me cry pretty consistently. Yeah. It is, it's so, so well made. At which it's, part? I would also say it's perfect. When he uh, dies Brooks. at the end? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, not. Uh, well, I mean, I shouldn't say it. Yet. <laughs> the movie. Spoiler alert! For Spoiler alert! The Shawshank Redemption, a book turned yeah. film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys haven't uh, read the Shawshank Redemption. Why are you even watching it then? <laughs> <laughs> well, I read it and then I saw the movie and I was thoroughly let down. Four stars. <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas. Do you have a perfect movie in your eyes? I do have a perfect movie in my eyes, and it's called uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. Mm. <laughs> also, mm. extremely low-hanging fruit. Nice. Um, because I think <laughs> I've probably said this before, but I think with casting choices, just with just the way that they lay out the story, and they just have them set off on their adventure, meeting new people, meeting new threats, um, you know, it's a three-and-a-half-hour epic. It's just my favorite movie, and I think it is perfect. Everything about it, like this, even the sets, the the costume design, the the visual effects for the time as well, the acting, all of it is just so amazing. I don't think yeah. it could have been done better, and I'm glad they're not remaking them, at least not yet. Yeah. So. No. Um, no, I think while they might be low-hanging fruits, um, those are great answers. Yeah. It's hard to be like, well, I think that uh, Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage is a perfect movie. Like, it's hard right. to have, like, a hot take with a perfect yeah, people, movie, I guess. People are aware of the perfect yeah, movies. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Um, and if you haven't seen them, you should see them. There's some I still haven't seen, like The Godfather or The Godfather Part 2, that I'm like, I need to see it. Both very good. I know a lot of people would say they're perfect. Yeah, I yeah. would say um, that as for well. For me, um, I, th- I genuinely believe Back to the Future is a perfect movie. Um, and I know that m- that might be the most hot. That is that's pretty a, hot. That's a heated take, at least. <laughs> but it's it's because it's a of warm take. how... It's it's getting a little... Uh, I put it in the microwave for like 20 seconds. Um, so it's, get, it's getting a little heated. Um, <laughs> 20 seconds. My microwave is bad, by the way. <laughs> I was say, yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> it also depends on what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If it's eggs, if it's if it's butter, it's an ice cube versus yeah, <laughs> it's an ice cube. Um, no, but I think with a perfect movie, every part of the movie has to be working in unison to tell the story. And I think Back to the Future is exactly that. You know, yeah. the direction, even the staging of every scene, where in later in the movie and then in the sequels they make callbacks with the exact same yeah. shots. Um, there are so many detail, attention to detail, where like at the beginning they meet at the Twin Pines Mall because there's two pine trees, and then when he goes back to the future or back in time, he accidentally runs over one, and then at the end of the movie it's the Lone Pine Mall. Yeah, you know these little details that just make it. You see, like 
they thought about this. Every scene, every line is intentional. Every like action in the movie is intentional. And then you have the the music and the direction that just um, fits so perfectly yeah. with you know exactly what they're trying to tell. And the pacing is great throughout. Yeah. And so, anybody that complains about any plot holes in that movie, you're not complaining about plot holes with the movie. You're complaining about plot holes with the concept of time travel, which is yeah. its uh, own really, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Its own, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just have to suspend your yeah, disbelief, yeah. I guess, because time travel movies are never going to be big time perfectly real. Because guess what? I hot take. I don't think we've time traveled yet. No, <laughs> no dude, I don't no think way. That we have. No way. Yeah. However, I also believe that if we have, there would be no record of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> some guy just in his basement accidentally time travels and then can't get back. So it's like, but oops. I um, also honorable mention Dune. I'm my own grandfather. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and no one believes me. I'm my no own one believes um, me. We're not just identical twins for no reason. But yeah, Dune, I think that movie is also perfect. Um, the oh, 80s yeah. one, of course. The new one sucks. Yeah, the new one. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The new one. The new one, obviously, Mid. is. I think it's one of my favorite movies. You said Fellowship of the Ring, and I was like, well, yeah, basically, Dune is the, the modern, the modern yeah. Fellowship I is Dune. I do agree with that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so so there are just a couple honorable mentions of things. Hey, we wouldn't touch that. I want that to be clear. We don't think we're the <laughs> almighty movie makers. No, we're, we're also a little bit, but a little bit. Movies. Why would we have we a movie are podcast? Tell you... <laughs> <laughs> Why Fair would enough. we have a movie if, podcast if... that no one listens to if we didn't think our opinions were objectively correct in every single instance? <laughs> if if all of us are maybe all of us are f- f- fallible is that the right word that's a great word sure yeah thank you um individually mm-hmm. the oh, three but of us as together but as a team we are infallible the yes. almighty oh just... perfect <laughs> yeah okay right, well let's well, do some questions so let's jump right into it can i make um, a request no. jared can we do your question first big time yeah because i think do it, it I think leads up when, one, so yeah. well so I, I was wondering, I wanted you guys to kind of like look over the movies you've watched recently, or maybe it's been a while, but try to find an example of a movie where you could implement a simple fix in your eyes that would make it ten times better. Um, this could be a number of things. So I'll let you guys explain what the movie is, what slight tweak you would make. Um, whether that's kind of rewriting just a certain plot line or taking out a scene or something yeah. like that. Mm. Who, who, Whoever wants to go first. I, uh, I can go first. All right. Um, mine is a little movie. We, we have mentioned it before, but we haven't really talked about it. It's called Schindler's List. Um, I think it's just way too sad. I think they should just make it happy, and then it would be better. I think it's okay. just too sad, and I think if it had a happy ending, it would just be a lot more, like... <laughs> palatable so you your your almighty (laughs) your fix is to literally rewrite history (laughs) yeah i just think it's too sad of a story we shouldn't make movies about things that are sad only about things that are glad um no obviously that's not my answer because that would be ridiculous (laughs) it's very important to recognize that the holocaust is the worst thing but the movie deny nothing (laughs) deny nothing absolutely summit ice um the movie i (laughs) would say is actually one that was already brought up during our little uh, Rotten Tomato wringle jingle jangle 
It was okay. uh, Tenet. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Tenet. A movie which Jared and I agree is pretty mediocre. Um, pretty mid. But I think had potential. Uh, Christopher Nolan just got ahead of himself. And I think the biggest thing, if you don't change that much about it, but if you would have just established the main male lead and the main female lead as like a love interest, a love interest story, it would have made their motivations make way more sense because him doing all the crap that he did, he literally risked all of mankind for a slight acquaintance that he had just barely met. And this is like Mm. pre-time travel, um, the protagonist, since he doesn't have a name, which is also ridiculous. That's another change I would make to that movie to make it better. Give him a freaking name. Because I think that's so pretentious to be like, well, actually, my main character, <laughs> he doesn't have a name. <laughs> and then he just like sits back, crosses his arms, and like the sunglasses pull down from above. Um, but yeah. Dang, it feels good to be a gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, I, I think there are a lot of little things like that, but I think that one thing would change a lot as far as just making it a lot more believable. Because for me, I was like, there is no way this guy smashes a plane into the side of an airport hangar because of some lady he just barely met who's like, oh, yeah, I guess she's like, it's it's good for her to live. Like, if he was in love with her or if they had previously established relationship, like, they were lovers before and then she had to get married to Kenneth Branagh's character and so they were still secretly in love but it just didn't work out. Like, something like that would make way more sense for those characters to be so, like, they were just, especially, like, the main guy. He was so dead set on saving them and it seemed for no reason because in reality he's a cia agent right and he kills himself quote unquote at the beginning because he's like people have to die to be able to save the larger masses and then he goes against that character type by going out of the way and saying no we're going to save this one lady because she just got shot and by doing so we're risking all of mankind um because they could all die and it's just like in reality it seems like he would just say hey you know that sucks i didn't want you to die but we're going to let you die so that we can move on and have a better chance at actually completing our mission. Yeah. Um, yeah, very fair. Before I answer my question, I just want to note, I just, there's so many things about what you said that I just so hard disagree <laughs> with because I think you need to watch the movie again. Dude, no, bit. I've rewatched it. But, I've rewatched it. Um, and I just, I'm not going to linger on that because that would, that would turn this episode into a 10 a episode. episode. And there's plenty yeah. more I can say. Um, yeah. to if our if you want to know what I think about what Lucas just said, you can DM me at, <laughs> at Niall Thorley is fresh. And I will rant about I why think he's wrong. Tenant mediocre. <laughs> and that's fine to think, but the reasoning that you just gave is just incorrect. Anyway, no. um, we aren't established as a as a whole. My answer. Correct. Yeah, we're two out of three on the. <laughs> that's side that's right fair. There. That's fair. <laughs> um, my answer is um, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm, interesting. I mm. would have given Ultron a static face. Um, like he has in the oh, comics. interesting. Just gotcha. the face of Ultron, like we saw it in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, those Where Ultron bots. Um, because those looked great. They looked like just straight out of the comics. Um, I think by giving him a dynamic face that was moving around, <clears throat> it definitely let James Spader shine through a little bit more, but it also humanized that villain. Um, which I think that Ultron should be, you should feel like you are fighting a soulless computer um, because that's how it feels in the comics. 
And I think by humanizing him, it, it served the film in certain ways, but it also, I feel like, was kind of a disservice to how awesome and how straight-up terrifying Ultron is in the comic books. Um, with that, I would probably... I, I thought it was fun, again, to let James Spader have some room to be the way that he is by giving him mm -hmm. kind of the, the anti-Tony Stark personality. Um, but I would have really enjoyed him being a computer, you know, like just straight up evil artificial intelligence. Yeah. I think that that's much, much more frightening, um, than, than making him like kind of a character that you're kind of like, oh, he said funny thing. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want Ultron to be funny. I yeah. want Ultron to feel like the end of the world. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think that just by doing that, that movie would have been much, much better. That being said, I think that movie is a lot better than people give it credit for. I agree. Um, especially upon a recent rewatch, I was like, oh no, this movie's like, this is a good movie. It's just that it wasn't the first one and then it wasn't Infinity War yeah, either. So, so it's kind of mm. like, but, um, I, I really think it's a great movie. I think that they kind of did Ultron a little dirty. Yeah, and I think he could have been a lot better. Ultron could have been a way bigger part of the MCU instead of just a one-off in one movie. Yep. Like, he could have been, like, a Loki where they, like, build him up in multiple things. Oh, yeah, things. big time. Um, that, well, here's the thing that I feel like maybe some of our listeners don't know, but in the comics, Ultron is, like, a Thanos-level threat. Yeah. Like, Ultron is big time. he's, like, one of the big, big villains. Yeah. And they, he still felt like a big deal, but just by making him feel like this infinite intelligence would have made that threat feel larger, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. That is a very yeah. interesting critique of that movie. I've never even once thought of that, so I think that's cool. But I think there and are it more is definitely with that movie as well. But <laughs> yeah, oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, but it's, it's that's cool. Yeah, it's a simple thing. It's perfect. That would make it perfect answer to the question. <laughs> yeah, very great, um, and it would be it would be pretty easy, I think, to fix it, mm. right? Um, there's one thing, or, or I guess I mean, it'd be less work to have made it a static face than to make it. Yeah, a yeah, for face, sure, surely. Um, my answer is, I think a movie is is very very good, um, and that movie is Spider-Man: Far From Home, mm. right? Oh, I know. Oh, exactly. I know. Yeah, we've yep. talked about this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we have talked about this. Oh, my Removing geez. one scene from it, one stupid, horrible scene, would make it ten times better. Okay? Keep and that is it. the scene where... <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my internet <laughs> is a little janky there. Um, but in the movie, um, you have Jake Gyllenhaal's character... Who uh, is going after Tony Stark's glasses from Peter Parker? Right, and there's a scene where he finally gets it, and he gives this kind of smirk of like, "Oh, I bested you, I got it," uh -huh. you know, kind of this smirk, and it kind of like lingers, and you're like, "And cut, that's great. Let's move on to the next scene," because clearly something's amiss. But they don't cut there. They then shift back and it pans out and you see oh the whole bar is in on it oh everyone here is like 
we got him. <laughs> and Jake Gyllenhaal is like, hey, here's what we did, and here's how we did it. And you worked with Tony, you worked with Tony Stark back in the day, and and you know you you had some vendetta. Oh, and and you know you we're all in on it, and we're like. It basically felt like a musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. straight up. dancing and doing <laughs> they like were their singing whole thing. and yeah, it was just straight uh, exposition. Folia de <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man Folia de. Um, now, what would have made it? Now, think about if that was cut out. What would change? Nothing, Nothing. really. Oh, yeah. We would still, as an audience, if they would have trusted us. That glance was a little maniacal. It was mm-hmm. a little sinister. Jake Gyllenhaal's a great actor, but that one glance he tells us as the audience, something's not right, right? And then as Peter Parker slowly discovers something's wrong and um, discovers the truth, we as the audience are along with him for the ride. Instead of just not trusting their audience, saying, here's what we did, here's how we did it, and then Peter Parker still has to figure it out. It ruins any suspense or any mystery to the movie when there could have been just a really good, like, uneasy tone of something wrong. Something's wrong. What's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. So taking out that one scene, and if someone can, like, knows how to download the movie, edit and it out, cut and it. just, oh, like, yeah, cut it it's and then so send easy. that to me. Like I could do I that tonight if it. I wanted. <laughs> It'll maybe be my favorite Spider-Man movie <laughs> after that cut. Quite genuinely, it would it would go from like bottom of the pack to like mid to high. Yeah, and the it is such everything a else about the movie is really good. Uh, yeah, it's just pain. It's well, just and agony. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. you you already talked about kind of trusting the audience. Um, mm-hmm. That feels to I think to. I feel like it should feel this way to everyone. Maybe it's just to me with my, you know, elevated uh, movie brain because I'm a genius and (laughs) the master of everything. But um, it feels almost insulting of like, we feel like you don't get this. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to we're going to let you know. And another thing is, this is a great example of a cut that could be made to make something better that actually these kind of cuts happen all the time. In movies where like they film it's it's pretty common to film too much and then in the edit cut out a bunch of scenes we hear about this Mm -hmm. if if any of the listeners listen to the always sunny podcast they -hmm. actually talk about this quite a lot in their show where they'll film like 45 minute to (laughs) hour-long episodes and then basically just say well we don't really need this scene for the story to make sense and they'll cut the whole scene and but it was really funny yeah it's 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 funny and so it's hard but for for any prospective storytellers out there, um, shout out to Cal. Shout out to Cal. <laughs> Mom. Um, when you're writing a story, you don't have to actually explain nearly as much as it feels like you do while you're writing it. Now this sounds just super yeah. condescending <laughs> to your mom. You stupid mom. idiot. Um, you would not have put that together if we didn't hold your hand. Yeah, come yeah. on. Well, yeah, my mom so was that... the idiot who wanted to call it Folia de the Musical. <laughs> and Todd Phillips was like, they don't need to <laughs> don't know mean... that it's a musical. Folia de is enough. Right. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll figure it they'll out by know. the title. Yeah. They'll know. Yeah, they'll know. I'm, ex- I'm excited for the, the musical, the the series on <laughs> Folia Warner de. Brothers. On yeah. HBO, Max. Know, what's... HBO Max. Is it HBO Max? HBO Max is what it be, yeah. <laughs> Joker, uh, the musical, the musical, the series. Basically, these... <laughs> 
a lot of the time a story you feel like you need to explain everything so that people mm-hmm. don't miss something when in reality people's brains like function <laughs> you, you put things together yeah and yeah. and it becomes almost a, an interactive thing when you don't tell the audience everything where it's like the uh, the movie is like i'm going to put together 50% of the puzzle and I'm going to trust that you are smart enough to find the, those other pieces and put them in there. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people are not smart. That's also fair. Like when but, they don't get the plot of Tenet. Yeah, like when they don't understand <laughs> um, how good Tenet is. <laughs> what dumb hey, idiot doesn't These are like just Tenet. a couple of examples of how we could have all together done, done it better. better. Done it better. Um, anyway, I will ask my question now. And okay. that is, and I'm, maybe should I just ask the question and then also answer it? Sure. Or how do we, what's However the best you want way to, to Okay, yeah. my question is, what bad sequel could you have done better? Um, I know we've run into a lot of sequel type stuff um, where you get a great first movie and then the next movie is like real disappointing, happens quite a bit. Um, Actually, my, I don't think that's ever happened to me. Oh, really? That's yeah. super. Co- that's awesome, dude. That's great. I just love more content. <laughs> yeah, more is good no matter what. More is always. Dude, is always whoever better. says less is more is an idiot because more is literally more. <laughs> that's more true. is yeah, like, more. Um, why cut out a scene? <laughs> Give us an extra scene. More, dude. Just more, more, more. Here's my answer to this question. And right, I feel it. like you guys are gonna you guys are gonna make fun of me Probably, for, yes. for saying this movie. You've already made fun of me, okay. so now. I'm but my movie, you. while I don't think that this is a bad movie, I know that it's widely mm-hmm. accepted as a bad movie, and so I'm still going to say how I could have done it better. And that is no, that's fine. Um, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, the I second Transformers it, so. movie. Um, I have seen it, and I think it's here's the thing. Pretty bad. <laughs> the first Transformers movie is really it's it's very cool, um, yeah. because it's showing these these creatures um, from another planet that have just had their you know world destroyed. Are they creatures? Or something. Yeah, yeah, they're beings. They're yeah, they are like organic beings, organic, kind of like t- in their version of I existence. Hate yeah, <laughs> Transformer so, being called organic. <laughs> But the first movie is compelling because it's these characters outside of their universe um, and and needing to explore this new place, Earth, that at that time, while it does explain, like, yeah, there was one other Transformer that came here forever ago, um, and there's that kind of stuff, it was very much like Transformers are a new concept. And then... I would say the one and only problem with the subsequent Transformer movies. There, this is the only <laughs> the thing. This is the only thing okay. wrong with them, including the last um, night. Yes, is that they keep saying that Transformers are like part of human history and world history, and it's like no, they're they're for sure not, and you gotta <laughs> stop claiming that they are. And so, like, they put. Um, uh, one of the primes into like ancient Egypt mythology, and it's mm. like, why? Why are you doing this? Is it optimum prime? So what? No, it's not. It's minimum prime. Actually, no, I can't remember what he's called. <laughs> um, but we would have believed you. Man. <laughs> I would have straight up. I'm like, oh, okay. But um, minimum prime. <laughs> uh, what I would have done is, and I know that Cybertron was 
destroyed, or at least Cybertron fell or whatever in the first movie. Um, I would say second movie, take it back to Cybertron or, oh. or Unicron or something like that. And yeah. basically say, okay, we've covered the Earth story and we know about the lore of Transformers on Earth. Let's get more like Transformers lore and have them actually like on their planet and have these Transformers be the main characters as much as you gotta love Shia LaBeouf's Sam Witwicky. Um, Do you yeah. have to love him? You have to. It's, it's <laughs> you required. You have to love him. Um, if they had just put it on Cybertron, it would have been like, oh, this is a sequel, but it's also like a really new oh. thing that they're exploring. Where it, a lot of the Transformers sequels are just kind of like, okay, we're on Earth again. And we're doing, like, bad guys are here on Earth again, and so we are good guys on here <laughs> on Earth again to fight the bad guys. But that's the problem with every, right. like, like space movie or any monster movie. Like, the yeah. Godzilla movies, all of them. Like, yep. the Kong. It's always, like, enough with this human garbage. Like, I know. no one wants this. I know. And... People keep thinking you have to have the human element to have the story drive forward, but with Transformers specifically, you don't there because aren't they're, humans characters. Really. Yeah, they're, they're, they're characters. They're characters with voices. As we learned. If, you've, if you've watched <laughs> um, the old Transformers cartoons, th the Transformers are the characters. In the and old cartoon, they have flesh. And it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have meat tongues. <laughs> <laughs> but they pull up their armor and there's just flesh <laughs> and arm underneath purple flesh mm. but uh, transformers specifically there's no excuse to needing human characters honestly i mm. like i've said i don't like these movies however <laughs> quote for lucas from earlier this episode <laughs> i haven't seen it. i haven't seen it <laughs> okay i have seen i have seen uh transformers 1 and i've seen bumblebee I think the oh, best Bumblebee's so good. The best part of those two, and I've seen clips and like little pieces here and there of the other ones. Yeah. But I've never just sat down and watched any of two through five just from beginning to end. But the absolute best scene was the beginning of Bumblebee. Yeah. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. Where they were on, on side voicing Bumblebee. Yeah. It was just like they were all fighting and it's there's not a single human. And that only lasts for five minutes. And then they get to Earth and it's like I actually do like the rest of Bumblebee, alright. I think it's pretty fine. Bumblebee's good. But then I'm like, well, I you gave me the best scene in the beginning, and yeah. that was my expectation. And then you took me to Earth, and my expectations. John were, Cena, yeah, and maybe his worst performance oh, ever. Dude, what a after guy. or before, right before Fred too. Yeah, oh, I, that's crazy. He's in that, but don't spoil my answer. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take out every character except for John Cena in Fred too, and you have a perfect movie in Fred too. Yeah, so that was good. Are you done talking? I'm done. Yeah. Sorry, Lucas sorry that went now? way longer than or I was Jared expecting turned it talking? to. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, Jared can go. <clears throat> so the sequel, I want to change. I've talked about this. I think I talked about it in my sequel episode, um, or our sequel episode. Shoes, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Now you guys know uh, what it's like is... behind the scenes. <laughs> he keeps trying to push this us out. My, my show. He's trying, to, he's trying to make it his my own podcast. You see how long his um, cold open was compared to how long <laughs> our cold opens are? <laughs> Remember how much, how good your your Lucas's last. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the one before George Lucas? What was so bad about it? 
No, it was it was after. What was what was the most recent one? I thought it was George Lucas. No, the George no. Lucas one was the one before. You had another. Yeah, another. it wasn't Thor. It was Stranger Thing. Oh, and with we the subtitles. That was <laughs> the sound. Oh, to be fair, dude, that was a good fair, one. I love. It was a technology it. flop. It was not it was a, a concept. Yeah, flop. Anyway. I, however, have never been an aggressor. I, I, all of my cold opens have been just like solid. Fine. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. consistent on yeah. the on the cold open. Yes. True. Sure. Don't you say um, sure to me. <laughs> yeah, your last uh, your Thor one was great. I can't even remember what it was. I don't think it was very good. You're just reading lore off Wikipedia. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, not Wikipedia or whatever. Was, no, it was it. a less reputable site than Wikipedia for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's bring it back. Nah. Um, my my answer to the question on our podcast. <laughs> very good. There we go, comrade. Um, <laughs> is Kingsman in the Golden Circle. Now, mm. I love the first Kingsman movie, Secret Service, like I've said before. I just believe that this, the sequel took away a lot from the original. Yeah. Right? What, with both killing characters that were built up in the first one yeah. and bringing back a character who died in the first one. And his death was no longer impactful, basically, when you watch the first. It really isn't. So, my pitch is to... Don't kill off the cast. <laughs> Guess what? Crazy. I yeah. <laughs> and um, don't bring back uh, the the character. I, I don't want to say who it is in case someone wants to. <laughs> the first one. Jempy. Um, right? It's Jempy who comes back. It was, it was, it's Jempy. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> it was Bendy. Bendy. Um, <laughs> So I would keep the villain the same. I thought it was another eccentric kind of like James Bond-esque villain who has her own private like um, amusement park land sort of vibe in the middle of a jungle in South America. Sure, that's fun. That's fine. Um, I would keep the American like Kingsman the same as well. The Statesman. Those were fun additions, you know? Basically, you can keep everything the same, but just cut out the whole plot line that um, was bringing back uh, this character, Bendy. and instead, <laughs> <laughs> instead make it like a an interesting. You could do a romance between Eggsy and uh, Bendy. <laughs> Bendy. <laughs> uh, man, what's what, what's her? I can't remember her name, but Shrimpy the, the Girl. Girl. In the first <laughs> one. See, I don't remember it because they killed her off ruthlessly yeah. um but have them around maybe it's a competitive sort of like fun rivalry yeah. where they're both trying to you know be a better spy than the other yeah and That's then fun. and then That's when great. they're off duty it's a romance it's like and it's exactly awesome. there you it's go. a cool dynamic that I they didn't get to explore really in the first one yeah and so instead of just like starting the first one with big bombs exploding everything that was good about the first one yeah literally <laughs> and, and then and then, like, fighting a guy in a big CGI car fight. Yeah. Um, oh, that sounds so epic, dude. I can't wait to watch yeah. it. No, instead, just do, like, a heist. You know, yeah. start it off yeah. with some sort of spy mission where they're both working with and against each other. And then the statesmen come and interrupt it. And you can keep the rest of the movie the same. Yeah. But and then Eggsy and Girl can live happily stuff. ever after. Under the watchful eye yeah, of they- Bendy. <laughs> 
<laughs> the third above, piece is of, what it's of called. Bendy from above. <laughs> and it ends with just it just like pans up to him in heaven. Just, just like in the clouds, cool. just like looking down and nodding. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my answer. That's great. Cool. My answer is um Joker Folia Du by just not making it at all. <laughs> just simply don't make it Great and that will solve answer. every problem. All right. No, my my answer is a DC answer. Um it is Batman versus Superman. Um, because I think this mm. movie had a lot of potential. I, th- I remember people being way more excited for Batman Superman than Civil War. Oh yeah. Like way more excited. Mm-hmm. Because like Batman and Superman were just way more established characters at that point. I mean, people knew Iron Man and Captain America, but Yeah. Just that idea of Batman and Superman just going head-to-head is just such a cool concept. And something that we hadn't seen. Like, people were also kind of dealing with the Marvel saturation at that point. Can yeah. you imagine back then complaining about Marvel saturation <laughs> versus now? And we just hit 100 hours yeah. of Marvel Jeez. content. Nice. Like, last week. And it's going to double this year. Um, but, yeah, so I think, first of all, it should have been a sequel to a Superman and a Batman movie instead of just a Superman I think if they would have established Ben Affleck's Batman as a character in that universe, especially because he is an older Batman, that's like his whole point, is he's been doing it for a long time, which yeah. I do like a lot about that character. Um, I think that it would have made the Batman versus Superman even more exciting. Because it would have been like, oh, nice, we got this cool... I mean, I didn't like Man of Steel, but Henry Cavill is a good Superman. We have this cool Superman yeah. and this cool Batman, and they're going to fight now. Um, but the biggest thing... I would change about the sequel is to just make it a Batman versus Superman movie. Get yeah. rid of Lex Luthor. Get rid of um, Doomsday. Get rid of the subtitle Dawn Wonder of Justice. Woman. Get yeah. rid of Wonder Woman. Get rid of anything that isn't them fighting. Or maybe you can keep Lex Luthor to like keep them. I don't know. But there's so many things that they tried to do with this movie. There's so many different storylines they did. You know, they killed Superman at the Martha! end. Martha! Exactly. The Martha crap. Like, Why'd you say that name? I think that the scene where they're <laughs> standing in the dark, like with the rain, is so cool. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. really cool things about this movie. Um, I do really like Ben Affleck's Batman, actually. Yeah. Do you think... bleed, you will is an awesome line. Yeah. Like, yeah. as much of kind of a meme as it kind of became, yeah. it's sick. Yeah. It is cool. It is pretty awesome. And I think we've talked about how Zack Snyder directs moments rather, yeah, than, rather movies. than movies. Yeah, he did that. That is movie is with this one. chock full of awesome moments. But yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll stop. No, no, you get it. It's because it's, it, it is. It does have cool Man moments. Peach tea or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't remember. In, uh, maybe. in the courtroom or whatever. <laughs> it's a moment. Senate. Yeah, I remember. It's that's the thing. Is like I wouldn't care if I didn't care about these characters. But Batman and Superman are like the DC characters. And this movie we got at, got was just too much that they tried to cram into this because it was them trying to catch up to Marvel with one movie. Yeah. Because at that point they had made Man of Steel, and this was 2016, so the MCU had been around for eight years. And they were like, all right, and we're Man just going to cram. Was what, 2013. 2013, right? yeah. So it had been three years since that. And they hadn't made any more movies in that universe. And they're like, we're going to do everything we need to to set up Justice League so we Justice League can come out next year. And so they just crammed way too much. They could have done just Wonder Woman as a tease, as a like a post-credit scene yeah. in that, and then gone from there, and then tried to build more. But they were just playing catch-up, and then it ultimately was hugely to their detriment. Um, but yeah, just yeah. making it a Batman Superman like story, yeah. and Don't having one of the them win and one of them lose. Yeah, one win exactly. Like even Kong versus Godzilla had one win and one lose. Yep. there was a final threat at the end where they team up. 
but at least there's a definitive winner. Yeah. And then they don't kill the other one, but it's like, it was honestly, like it but made... can you imagine, like, it ends with just Batman, like, punching him over and over with, like, a kryptonite glove or something, and then, like, straight up just Walter White, like, stay out of my territory, yeah. basically. Because and he's like, like do whatever yeah. you want, but never come back to Gotham. Well, that's what the Martha scene is. It's the same cool. level of cool. Very true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, I don't that know. scene is oh, so I'm, unforgivable. Yeah. There are a lot of really cool well, things about that movie, but I agree. They just they tried to make it too many things. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And so that's, I guess, three more reasons why we could have, say it with me, boys. <laughs> done, done it done better. Done it better. Mm, so great. All right, Lucas. Okay. Take us home, baby. So my question is, what, who is a character you could remove from a movie, or just property, I guess? Who could you remove from something to make it much better, improve it overall, just by removing a character? Yeah, I, I'll go first. And I guess and the I don't know if, the, I don't, I don't think this is like a. Um, okay. We'll, we'll see how this answer uh, is received by you guys. Because this might not be the best answer out there, but I definitely think it would have improved the show. Mm-hmm. And that is taking away the character of Mark Bandanowitz from Parks and Oh, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Now, Mark is already only in the first two seasons. And if you're talking to anyone about Parks and Rec, the first season is pretty skippable. Yeah. Oh, dude, no. Uh, I've still actually, actually never seen it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Never. <laughs> yeah, even when I rewatch it, I just yeah. don't rewatch the first season. <laughs> Likewise, I'll just you'll just start at, at season two, um, and one of the reasons I think is just trying to figure out where the show is, what the show is, and once season two hits, they kind of hit their stride. They kind of f- figure out every character kind of is put into like their, I guess their place as a character, and you kind of fill out the ensemble. And one character that never quite fits into something is what I think, honestly, the Parks and Rec writers were going for as like a Jim Halpert kind of yeah, character. Yeah, that's time. exactly of what The it straight was. man who's like kind of, you guys. What, what, what? Well, you guys are crazy, <laughs> but I'm the, sh- I'm the straight character right here. I, you know, I'm not a wacky caricature. Um, which I mean, let's don't get me wrong. It works amazing in the office. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, but where Parks and Recreation is such an ensemble piece, mm-hmm. where every character is their own unique character, and they all play this role of t- to an extreme that just kind of they all together prop up the show. There was no place for Mark, and of course they had. It took time for them to figure that out. Yeah. But when they got rid of Mark, they brought in. Uh, two of the best characters. Um, oh, dude. Chris Jagger. Yeah. Chris is a uh, uh, freaking Adam, Adam Scott's character. Ben Wyatt. Ben, who's ben way Wyatt. better. Like, it, he does the gym role and he does it way better. Like, he does exactly what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about, where he's he like the, kind of the straight man, but he's a lot yeah. more. Like, the accountant side. He's way more quirky. He's got his quirky side, which is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. The whole Cones of Duncher side of him is just so awesome. Yeah, so so he he fits in the role in, and he's but he's still kind of like a, you can tell like, he is a caricature in a sense like a, the extreme of a character where he's like very nerdy and he's very like, does he doesn't always understand the Pawnee culture yeah. of like little Sebastian, yeah. 
you know, and that stuff. And it's so funny. Um, but unfortunately, every scene Mark is in is just kind of skippable. Oh, yeah. In the first two Dude, seasons. And so. Completely forgettable. That is my, that's my answer. All right. Um, so it's a TV show. It doesn't change the story too much, but it just would have expedited the process of getting it to a show that's not only worth watching, but one of the best comedies ever made. Oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. All right. I I have my answer. I feel like there's a better answer somewhere, and I feel like it's even here, and I'm just not grabbing it. That's my thing, too. Um, (laughs) But I do have this answer, and I feel like it's a pretty good answer. And that is removing Drakov from um, Black Widow. Um, Being the antagonist. Drakov was basically revealed oh, in the third yeah. act as the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Um, that movie is so forgettable, dude. It's, it's forgettable, but here's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been forgettable if Taskmaster was comics Taskmaster and the bad guy. Yeah, oh. And then yeah. you can maybe have taskmaster at the end revealed to be like hired by drakov or something or or some red room or thing by or like thunderbolt ross hired by thunderbolt else. ross or purple elaine um, <laughs> yeah purple elaine. there's there's all sorts of things that you could have done to make that better but just let your antagonist be your antagonist yeah because you can you know with that movie they were like okay it could be really cool to put her up against taskmaster and then they were like, all right, now how do we fit that into her story? These are all not necessarily bad steps, but they went too far into, let's explain some more of Black Widow's backstory, even though this movie is taking place in 2016 and is by no means a backstory movie. Okay. We're going to find a way to make it a backstory movie. And we just don't need that. If you're not no. showing us um, the the battle what what is it what is the country that they're talking uh, about Sokovia. but no 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 that you <laughs> and me remember Russia. oh Bulba. oh why am i thinking budapest, uh, budapest. Uh, budapest. there yeah. it is budapest um, <laughs> if if you're not making a movie about budapest then yeah. we don't need any more black widow backstory we just need an interesting black widow story um, and Black Widow up against just like a comics, very scary trained mercenary slash assassin taskmaster. Super, super cool. But having Drakov showed up just messed with the momentum and it ruined taskmaster because it made taskmaster be this other dumb thing. And, uh, it just, it would have been better if taskmaster was the villain. Yeah, and it's not even the fact yeah. that Taskmaster is a woman because no, that's fine. You can yeah, make you can her make a woman. Her... I don't. I <laughs> just don't care to clarify, about that. just so everyone knows, it's, that's not the problem with the it's character. that she was um, X Men Origins Wolverine Weapon X. Just like no speaking, no personality, which is a huge disservice. Just like Deadpool, mm-hmm. how Deadpool is famously a great personality. Same idea with Taskmaster. In the comics, he's very, like, kind of dark and and creepy, but also, like, kind of quippy in his fighting. And, like, he's a captivating character. And when you Mm -hmm. take that character and you strip away any ability... You strip (laughs) away any ability of communication or being interesting, it's it's a huge disservice. And then, like... Once again, by trying to tie Taskmaster into Black Widow's backstory... It's just a little bit like the the character itself doesn't need to be tied into the backstory. You could just like you said make it so that 
she was hired by Thunderbolt Ross yeah. to come and kill Black Widow because of mm-hmm. something that Black Widow did in the past or that maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. has forgiven her Russian past, but the U.S. government yeah. hasn't yeah. or something like that. That could be super interesting. Mm-hmm. And instead, they made it big, scary Russian guy who... Uh, Do nothing and die. <laughs> chip in the back of his head that make it so that my I have pheromones now. Yeah. It's uh, stupid. So... <laughs> Yeah, very, very mid-Marvel movie. Um, as has been the theme of Phase 4, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> Phase 4. Um, my Dumb. answer is also Marvel. I was looking for How something else, and I was just Unoriginal. like... Stupid. You're dumb. Unoriginal. I know. I know. It's okay when I, I know. I was trying. I was trying. You guys, I was trying. I was trying. Just do Star Wars. <sighs> okay, I can do... We actually forbade Lucas You forbade from, me from, from Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. I have plenty of Star Wars answers. I challenged Lucas to choose uh, movies other than Star Wars. And instead I chose a Marvel, <laughs> a DC, and a Christopher a Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> really shooting around the bullseye. <laughs> wow, very three, nice. Three genres that no one has really heard of. Super niche to me. Um, but yeah, Ma- this Marvel movie is Black Panther, and the character I would remove is Martin Freeman's character, because mm. it does not really belong in the movie. I like Martin Freeman a lot as an actor, but he literally just shows up as a token white character. They meet him at that yeah. club, and he's just like, hey, look, it's me Fair from enough. Civil War. Remember how I was in that? And then it's like, hey, look, I should come with you. And then he's like fighting. He's literally completely separate from the main battle, just in his own little pod, not even in the battle. He's fighting a remote ship shooting. And for the whole scene, the ship right outside the glass is just shooting at the glass in like four bullet increments, like do, 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 do. And then just like shoots again. And he's just like sitting there flying his plane. And the ship outside is just hovering in place, (laughs) shooting at him for like a good 15 (laughs) minutes. Like the whole final act, he's just getting shot at as the glass cracks Mm. a little bit more and more and more. Oh no, hopefully it doesn't kill Martin Freeman's character, which they totally could have (laughs) done. That'd be so funny if they did. (laughs) They totally could have, but they didn't. He's just like, the only only sacrifice in that movie is the one guy who's not Wakandan and who like wasn't even supposed to be there. Um, yeah, it was just like he just did not feel like he belonged. I ultimately like it works. Like it's not horrible without him or with him in it, but he could just be removed and it yeah. would make and just the movie a lot more would sense. basically be exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't add a whole lot, but just which a is, little better. Which is, um, I don't know. Like I feel like if a character doesn't add much, then why are they trying to contribute? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like we were saying with those perfect movies where you can't, you don't even cut a line. Oh no, every no. line contributes. Like if you took out every Gandalf, scene, like, contributes. Come on, yeah, or yeah. Pippin even, or Pippin. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how big or small they are to the story; they're mm-hmm. all important to the story. Yep. Even the Urukai guy yeah. at the end, like yeah, David, David Urukai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave Urukai. <laughs> well, um, I guess. The the only thing to say with those are I guess that's just three more uh, examples of how we could have done, done it better. Done it better. Yes. Well, guys, thank you for listening to this episode, and thank you for letting us talk about uh, how much better we are than every <laughs> producer and director and writer in Hollywood. And send actor. this send this and to actor your um, actor. big wig. Uh, studio exec relatives send this podcast to them so that they can know how good and smart brain we are and that we can have job make sure they know how good and smart brain we are
Make sure you tell them oh, that yeah, specifically. I mean, <laughs> Say they are good and smart brand. <laughs> if they if they hire us, we can make Norm of the North, and we promise it'll be better Norm than six percent <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Norm of the North two Southern Migration Event. <laughs> <laughs> the Meltdown. That's the, the Meltdown. Great Ice Age movie is called. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we we love you so very much and we will see you on another man cave movie night monday Mwah.